I get the honour of, of doing the first practice, but I'm, I'm probably going to focus a little bit more on um, on how did we get here, you know, and what are we doing, and all that kind of crap. By the way, did you all know that this was designed by Sarah? Yeah, we do. Yeah, the legend, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Sarah, for embarrassing you. All design work can be done by Sarah. Uh, so I, I get to um, to talk about the practices, and uh, one of the key things that we, we that I wanted to touch on this morning that a practice um, is it, really important at bringing these things off paper. You know, in companies, companies do this, and other churches, these are values, this is what we do. But the rubber hits the road is if you really live it. They're lovely on, on this, a beautiful design, but they're no good if we don't live through and we don't pull them apart, and, and they actually, you know, hit in your heart and you walk through the place. Um, so that's what, we're, that's what we're going to try and touch on. Um, I, I felt this morning, um, when, I, when I was, this is probably one of the most, actually, really, one of the most difficult things, certainly the past put together. Somebody asked me yesterday, are you ready? I don't know. I'm actually not ready. And I'm kind of glad, because I found this morning, spending time with the Lord and really looking through that, I didn't tell you Usual, what happens? I had a game plan, but the whole thing said, That's lovely. But that's just what you might have done with this test. You know, I mean, look at it. That's the way it goes. So, what I did find is that, and I, I, was, I was saying this morning, I don't know whether I'd share this particular bit, but I feel to share this stuff, this stuff, the practicalities of working things through, can actually bring us to a decision point where we go, I'm in or I'm in. And, and we see that in Scripture. We see that in Scripture. We see somebody saying, hey Jesus, how do I get eternal life? And Jesus says to him, because Jesus knew his heart. And he says, we've got to go back and sell everything, because that will get in the way of you know, following me. And when goes, what? children? And then he leaves. He says, Ah, oh, is this? And then there's Jesus himself said, What's the story then? He goes, That's oh, really difficult. It's really difficult for someone to follow me. But it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Because I think Jesus still knew what he was going to do. And it was, it was that point, that turning point in somebody's heart. And I think that's the stage that we're at. I, I genuinely do. As a church, I, I think we're at a point where Jesus is saying, We've done the church now. Are you ready to do the thing? Because this is what the world needs. The world doesn't need another church. It's already one established. Are you ready to, to step into obedience with me? Not that we are being obedient, not like uh, from what we've done so far, but there's a new season that Jesus has called us into. And I just want to, I really believe this is what he's called us into. I read this in the book um, that we're walking through at the moment. Incarnational community, right? A group of people with the posture, tone, motives, and heart of Jesus. Those who physically represent him in a particular location. And I'm going to be honest with you, for me, I was looking at that going, I haven't interacted with the gospel message like that. I'm going to be honest. I haven't, said, I haven't looked at that and went, 
allowing your physical representation in a particular location. Have I done that well? Well, I probably haven't, and I haven't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I haven't been obedient to Jesus in that. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. There's a few things that I want to make sure that we, we understand. There's a reason why we put we are loved by God and we love, we love the Lord first. Because when people talk about obedience, you can hear it works. I just want to make sure that we don't hear that. When we talk about obedience to Jesus, it's true love and relationship, not religion. It's true we love, we love Jesus and we follow you, but actually, well, we'll do anything for you because you love us and we love you. If we don't have that, it's all works. Anything obedient, you think you're being obedient to Jesus, not beyond those two things, and I'm not, not overflowing from that. It's just, it's just religion. Um, so how did we get here and why are we here? Um, so the, we were kind of trying to realign ourselves with what the early church uh, did. What was, what was church like in scripture? What did that look like? You know, um, th- there's so many beautiful scriptures. So one in Acts 2, 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to share in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And that seemed like it was a daily rhythm. It was a rhythm. And I think so, just doing the, doing the thing, the Sunday thing, can catch us off guard. It's easy. It's really easy. And then, you know something? There's been many times that I hear you week that somebody has been struggling with a thing in, in their life, and Sunday passed with us just doing the normal thing and not even praying for them. Right? I repent of that. I'm sorry that I am as a leader or whatever in the church, I used to know that the church gone, I haven't, I haven't cultivated spaces like that. And I repented that this morning Jesus going, I'm really sorry that I, as a leader, and I say this to Lucy, I'm learning my trade, but I haven't helped cultivate that. So I apologize, I'm sorry that we need to do that as a community, cultivate those spaces that that Jesus wanted his church to cultivate in prayer and worship. And it's not just Sunday. And I think that's what we're that's what we're trying to we're, we're, we're trying to get to. And I'll go back to this point. I genuinely feel that we're at a moment in our in our walk where people may say no. People may say, no, I'd rather the Sunday thing. I just want the Sunday and thanks very much to look. And I'm just gonna say in all love we're moving beyond the Sunday, we're going into community, we're going into an incarnational community that represents Jesus in our community. I don't know what that looks like. I know it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. It's like this is not an easy message. This is going to be, you know, we're going to get close like family. You know, that's the invitation to where we're going to go. We're, we're going to know one another deeply. And um, if that's what you want. Great. Well, I mean, I mean, because I, I don't want to do just do the, the, the church thing. Not that we've had. I think we've, I think we've done some of these values in the past very, very well. I think what we're trying to do is give it back to Jesus and say, Jesus, now what, what do you want? What, what is it that you want? How do we represent you well in Bray? How do we, how do we represent you well in the city centre and in everywhere that we walk? And I think that's the challenge for us. Um, I'm going to read some things, uh, some, some points. So, um, after we just went through the, the, over the last few weeks, we've come to the point in the road where we decide. Um, and we need to put values into practice. And that's what they are. It's not practices for practice sake. Um, 
where we allow them permeate our very inner being and where we become the body of Christ together. Uh, it's vital that we see the first two, as I just said. The first two are the most important, otherwise anything else from that is, is religion. I'm just going to play you a video. It's from, it's from Braveheart, and hopefully I'll explain why I chose this piece of the video uh, in Braveheart to what I'm trying to the message around um, our community, our choice, our obeying, coming out of old and stepping into new. So Mal, you play the piece. Sir William Wallace. Sir William, in the name of God, we declare an the guardian and high protector of Scotland, and thy captains as aid to come. Stand with me, Jesus just 
when your wife steps off onto the steps and says, I just got my freedom. Who's with me? And it's that obedience that I think Jesus calls into his followers for the following to death. Even in that scene, you know, his followers are like, oh, we're going with you. We're going with your rhythm. And the, the big word that I, that I see there is containment. They try to contain the rhythm process. Oh, they the kind of brilliant. Oh, let's declare the game. Oh, it's, it's frightening, that's one. But Jesus says, no, I'm, not, I'm sticking with my rhythm. It's not yours. And I think, I think, and I'm not speaking to myself, I have tried to contain Jesus by my rhythms, my heartbeat. And I just want to, I just want to give us that invitation. You know, that kind of thing, say the turns on the stairs and say, hey, in, because I'm free. And, and just what, what catches my heart there is, a lot of people that aren't free for us. A lot of people aren't free. And we've been given the gift. We've been given gifts to the Holy Spirit. That, you know, the, the truth. We live in the truth. And Jesus, for right or wrong, I would have done it this way, has said to us, you are the means of which I want to spread my kingdom. And that's where I get really uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Is it more work you want on a Sunday? Or, and he said, no. It's different rhythms. And that's what we're trying to get to with the practices. So, so I like the word rhythm, you know, and, 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 and there's practices of I like that word rhythm. What is Because I tell you, for me, guys, I should be really tired after work. And, you know, I think TV is the best way to unwind, right? And then I just start getting into a practice of, actually, Jesus, you know something? You're the best way to unwind. That's a rhythm. It's a small little thing. And we're not calling all of us as we walk into the next few weeks over uh, all of these practices into let's totally change our life. It's a small little thing. If you don't read scripture, just pretend it's today. You know what? It's the one of the little things that are, are, are break your ordinary into extraordinary. Does that make sense? And that's what we're inviting us all into. So what I think is really, really important here is just imagine for a moment, right, that there's no other church in Bray. There's no other Christians in Bray other than this group here. Just imagine for a second that you're the only Christians that believe in Jesus in Bray right now at this moment. It's not true, obviously, but just, just go with me for the moment. How would that change your view on what you would do? Would you still just see the Sunday thing is okay? Or our rhythms are just okay? Jesus has given me the gift. He's called me into the war room and said, I've given you all authority and all power. What would you do with that? Is it good enough that we just meet on Sunday and hey, I love you. Good to see you. Good to see you too. And I'm not saying this is guilt trip. I'm not saying this is obedience. What one scripture that bounces when I see that video is a scripture where Jesus says, if you love me, Obey me. And it's not obey, obey me or else. It's because I know you and you know me. And the serious scriptures in, in, in scripture is, is people going, Jesus, we did miracles for you. We did everything for you. We called down demons in your name. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. I never knew you. So 
there are people who will do things of amazing gifts and they never let Jesus in. They never got into his rhythm. They never abided in him. And I think this is really important. And I'm going to be honest, I have to say, even Rob, when we were praying, Rob, Rob mentioned it first and it was on my heart. You know, and it's such a small group, right? You're kind of like, oh Jesus, it's just a small, it's a small group. And I just, I just, <laughs> Jesus go, yeah, but what can I do with a small group? You just wait and see. A small can always grow. It's what? A small can always grow. Oh, listen, like all 12 individuals look like Jesus did, from small mustard seeds. And we're all, we're all invited into that. So, Miles is a slide, I think. I hope, I hope. Um, thank you. Yes, thank you. This is a, this is really looks like a business slide. The only way I can do it is it's really good. But uh, yeah, it's just all, it's all. But if you can go, if you can just read through it, this this is not an exhaustive list. And what I want us to do here is that this is a really important thing. These values need to be expressed, and our practices need to be expressed through who you are. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. This is this is just Farmer's attempt to make something on on Pentecost. But I would ask you, I would ask you to go through this week and say, Jesus, who 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 are you to me? And I promise you, what will happen is your idea of Jesus and and our God will expand when you ask that question. I've done it so many times and I find out something new, what he is to me. It's funny, another, see that word provider? I was probably years a Christian, I never thought of God as my provider. That's mad. Scripture tells me that he's my provider. So that's what I'm saying to you is trying to, try to expand who God is through these values. And then those values mean nothing if you don't know who you are as you express those, those values. And if you don't realize that you're a son or a daughter, that you're royalty, that we're the bride of Christ, that we are worshippers, that we are throne builders, kingdom ambassadors, brothers and sisters, because we're commanded to love one another as brother and sister. Jesus has said in Romans is our brother. That we're friends. And Jesus said, everybody is for my friends. You're all, you're all be my wife over because you are my friends. And these are labels, but they need to be more than labels, they need to be identities. Because if we express these, try to express these values, practices, any other way, what do we have to offer? What's your gospel message? What's our gospel message if we offer something through not knowing who our identity is in Jesus and who our God is? And not working through the first two values in the process. What have we got to offer? Religion. Really? So I, I, I'm asking, I'm challenging this week a bit of homework. You can do it. What I really hope you do is press in, spend some time with the Lord and say, Who do you say? And I'm going to speak to your heart. And ask him the question, Who are you to me? And let the Father, heart of God speak to you. Who am I to you? Yeah, that's the question to ask. Sorry for leaving a shadow there. So, now we get into just the, the two things I'm meant to be talking about, just very quickly. So that was just an intro to, to kind of the, the, the um, it's just a bit of a foundation of, of 
of how to look and, and what, to, what to, how to experience these and how the, the lens to look, through it, uh, look at these things through, the practices in particular. Mal, there's another slide, I think. This is a lot of words, so my apologies. I'll read it out if you can't see it. So this is what we've put in our documents, our ethos documents. Um, we want to be a people who practice the ways of Jesus. The internal love-based motivations of our hearts find expression through the ways we close, uh, or we chose to live, we choose to live our lives. We believe that God is interested in every aspect of our lives. As such, the following ways in which uh, we are committed to practicing the ways of Jesus, and um, are not about adding a lot of extra God things to our lives but about allowing God to shape and redeem all of the existing rhythms and patterns and activities of our lives for his glory and purposes. In practicing those, those things, our aim and expectation is that we will grow as followers of Jesus, becoming more like him day by day. How does that resonate with you, can I ask? You know, maybe it's not, you don't have to answer back, but... Just how does that resonate with you? That we want to get to know us as individuals. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you want, you want, you want us to know him as a true God that yeah. he is. Amen, amen. When I read this first, and I, like, look, I had a hand in, in writing some of this, but not, not this particular bit, but when I read this, I was like, oh, this is good, this is really amazing. And what, what caught my heart was that I'm not there yet. And that's okay. I'm absolutely not there yet. I'm not there in the rhythms that Jesus has, wants to invite me into. And every aspect of my life, he wants to have his, his rhythm and his input into. And I have to say, there's parts of my life that I, that I go, no, that's my rhythm. That's my thing, Jesus. That's mine. You know, I'll see it, I'll see it when I designate worship on Monday night. That's mad even talking like that, isn't it? Like, that's not the way it's meant to be. I don't know what this is. I don't have the answers for you. I really don't. But let's try and work out these answers together. That's the invitation. Let's try and sort this out and seek the Lord with all of this stuff together. Right? And it will be different. It will look different. We should worship Him every day but set up for three times a week. Well, that's kind of... See, that's descriptive. And we want, we want to do, we want to see his rhythm. We want his rhythm. We want to see what he has and go to him and say, what do you want? Rather than us being prescription. You know, let's do it three times a week. Let's do it four times a week. Let's do it five times a week. You know, and, and, and live differently and in a different rhythm. Miles, there's another one, please, if you wouldn't mind. Um, the, these practices, the prayer and worship, come under this heading. Uh, we spend time with God. God has invited us into a relationship with himself through Jesus. We are known and loved by God who wants, uh, who wants us to know, him, know and love him in return. The pursuit of this deep relationship with God is our greatest honour and shapes rhythms of our lives. Um, Mal, next one. We just, we'll, this is the last one I'll read out. So this is the first practice of spending more time with God. What does that look like? We prioritise prayer and worship as an outward expression of our inward determination to put God first in all things. We regularly gather with other Christians to pray and worship God. Some of us gather daily for just that 
but uh, we are determined that when, uh, whenever we gather, whether it's on a Sunday service, a trustees meeting or anything in between, we don't do anything until we first, seek, uh, we first looked uh, to God through prayer and worship. After all, it's his church, not ours. So, instead of me being descriptive and saying, okay, what would it be? What would it look like? I thought we need at 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, imagine that routine. What would it be? Yeah, it's all right. 7 o'clock. You all in? 7 o'clock in the morning, Frank? Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. See, this is the thing, right? You know, because I'm like, 7 o'clock in the morning? Hold on, this is not going to wake up and doing the second snooze button by then, you know? This kind of stuff. And this is what I want to be very honest and open with. Where we go, what are those rhythms as a church and as a community? There's rhythms that some of you are in that maybe others might be invited into. And we only get to know that as a community when we start doing things together. Outside of Sunday service when we have to skip skill off, make a dinner, meet people, all of those things. So rhythms in prayer and worship. Jesus really did a bit of work over the weekend with me on this one. Because I felt my, my sermon was getting a bit. What are you going to do? Or is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Get it with it. I wasn't going to be that one. But it was getting, it was, I could see the words, and I was like, oh. And just give me a scripture. And it just said to me, Bernard, lead the flock, lead by example. So, I'm going to invite you into a little, I don't know what it's going to look like. Right? So, on the 15th of December, we're going to do worship. On top, worship. I'm probably going to be around half seven, either here or somewhere else, probably in our house. Right? More likely. We talk about this on the other lines. And, where we just come together, all of you invited, where we just come together and worship. That's it. That could be a rhythm of every two weeks, it could be a rhythm of every four weeks, it could be a rhythm of every six months. I don't know. I, I hope it's not. But let's, there's the first invitation. From prayer, we've kicked off a rhythm of every Wednesday night. You are absolutely so welcome to that rhythm. That may not be your rhythm, and that's okay. We're just trying to go look. We need to make our ordinary, in, as Robert said, that little bit extraordinary, that little step. We may, uh, that's why I'm like giving you loads of notice. Let's worship. And you're right, we should be worshiping every day, but it's really easy to say that, isn't it? You should be worshiping every day. That turns into works. Do you hear the tone of that? That turns into something different. That's not what Jesus wants. He wants you to a rhythm of life. And it is graciousness and it is love. Just taking us in gently, so that we're not losing sight of we are loved by God. And we're loved by Him, and we love Him in return. Because if it gets into the works nonsense, don't do it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Alright. Yeah? So there's two things that we kicked off Wednesday night, and then on December 15th. Yeah? yeah. I'll tell you next week, I'm going to try and get here if we can. But there's another singing group who might just join in with them on a Wednesday night here, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, see, they may not like some of our music, but, wow. hey? um, but, but if not, it's gonna, we're going to open our home and, and have worship on that night. Yeah. And maybe a few Christmas cards. And not alcohol at the moment. 
the rain's not going to use him to go to your death. <coughs> so, so, I just want to read out some scripture. Um, I think that's the best place to land with this one before I get the eyes of Mordor on me. Um, yeah, I do want to obey and not have anything other than 